This is the Coaching for Pastors podcast, episode 178. Hey, Pastor, happy Tuesday. Thanks for joining me today. I want to talk to you for just a minute about expectations, and we've only got a couple of minutes. I want to talk to you about ministry expectations. Several years ago, we had gone through about a, my wife and I, about a two-year process of realizing that God was moving us from our church to another place, and it wasn't clear along the way for quite a while, and then, and then we got crystal clarity at a point in time, and we knew that we were going to our next ministry assignment after 14 years. Before we got there, however, I said to my wife, you know, it's not always going to go well. You know that, right? She's like, well, yeah, of course it isn't. I'm like, you know, there's, there's just going to be, there's just going to be stuff. There's going to be junk and we're going to have to just deal with stuff. She's like, yep, I know. I know. I said, yeah, let's not have that. Let's not have that rose colored glasses view that new pastors and wives always have like they're going to the next church and oh man everything's going to be great this is going to be wonderful everything's so fantastic oh we're so excited to be here this is just going to be awesome because sometimes it isn't she's like yeah i know sometimes it isn't sometimes it's going to be junky I'm like yep sometimes it well it's not always going to be fun times she says yeah yeah i know So we had this conversation. I don't know if we were trying to talk each other out of going or what, but we weren't. We just wanted to make sure that we both knew that we weren't going because everything was going to be great and fantastic. That's not why we were going to this next church. We weren't going thinking that everything was going to go our way. In fact, our expectation was that we would suffer. Our expectation was that, yeah, people are people just like us, and we make mistakes, and people are going to make mistakes, and sometimes people are going to hurt us, and it's just the way the world is. It's the way the cookie crumbles. We had no expectations of grandiosity or wonder in terms of everything's going to be great. Now, how's that for encouragement, Pastor? This is this is the encouraging podcast. But you know what? It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't have to always go my way. It doesn't have to start well. It doesn't even have to end well. As long as I'm following Jesus, I love him and others. I do my best to respond in a godly and Christ-like way. I forgive, I'm forbearing other people, I put up with, and I'm patient, and I admit when I'm wrong, and I do my best to correct, and as a pastor, I just kind of expect things aren't always going to go that great, and hurting people are going to hurt me, just the way it is. And if this doesn't end well, at least I tried, I did my best, I followed the Lord, and I loved others. And if it doesn't end well, it doesn't end well. And if it ends really well, well, praise the Lord. I'm going to be thrilled. I'm going to be glad. Now, lest you think I'm a pessimist, oh man, I'm not. I'm not even a realist. I am a pie-in-the-sky type person. I really am. 
years ago, I was in an elder meeting and it got heated and a guy stood right up to my face and he was screaming and he was spitting. His face was beat red. He was so mad at me. He went out of the room and then afterwards had said just terrible things about me. But I didn't retaliate. I didn't fight back against him. It wasn't long after that that I left the church, but I spoke well of him and I spoke good to him. Uh, I remember seeing him after we, before we had moved off of the property and after we, a couple months probably after we had resigned, we were getting ready to move off to a different state and uh, he was watching his kids playing a sporting event out on the field at the church and and I stopped and said hello to him and talked to him and asked him how the family was doing and just treated him like I always would. And it was years and years later, probably 15 years later, that he reached out to me on Facebook. And at that point, he and his wife had separated and uh, he wasn't doing too well. He'd had some surgery and and I asked him how he was doing. And we just we just interacted and I just treated him like he was always good to me. And honestly, it's just an easier way to live. It's easier than being upset. It's easier than being resentful and vindictive and trying to get even. And it's also a lot easier to live with yourself when you know that you've treated other people well and they can never come back at you and say, yeah, well, you threw it right back in my face because I just never did. Now, did I use all the words I wanted to use on the inside? Yeah. Yeah. Was I angry? Yes, I was angry. Was it hurtful? Yeah, it was really hurtful. But it was just a lot easier to treat him the way I would want to be treated. But I look at that passage where Jesus says, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. But what did he say? Take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus has overcome the world. But while we're in the world, we're going to have, we're going to have trouble just talking to somebody today, and they said that this morning they were reading Acts chapter 20, where Paul was meeting with the elders from the church in Ephesus. And he told them that from your very own group, there's going to be wolves that come. It's not always going to be easy. It's going to be hard. You're going to face opposition. You can't read the New Testament without reading that you're going to face trouble and opposition in ministry. In fact, in their book, The Gift of Disillusionment, Enduring Hope for Leaders After Idealism Fades, Peter Greer and Chris Horst write this, Throughout Scripture, we see that the people who committed their lives to following God, they experienced immense suffering. It takes willful neglect and massive selectivity to read the Bible and conclude that God's love somehow means we can escape pain. Jesus himself promises, in this world, you will have trouble. Yes, the the scripture that I just referenced. Now, my boys, who uh, were all athletes in high school, they had uh, this term that they used to use with each other, uh, FHU, uh, False Hope University. Yeah, when they were playing against a team that was just decidedly better. Or if their favorite team on TV and one of the leagues was playing against a much better team, or if they thought maybe it was they were going to win, tonight they were going to win, they're going to see a victory. Up, Uh-oh, FHU, False Hope University. False Hope University. That's when 
we have this idealistic view of our ministry, this idealistic view of church and of pastoral ministry. Greer and Horst defined idealism in their book, The Gift of Disillusionment. They say idealism, that's our unrealistic and imaginative vision of the future, a false hope in guaranteed success. Guaranteed success, no, false hope. They talk about disillusionment, a turning point when reality clashes with our expectations. And then they move on to cynicism. Cynicism, our disbelief that positive change is possible. We don't believe it. We're cynics. It's not the Positive change is not going to happen. But then they try to move you on to enduring hope. Enduring hope, our complete trust and active expectation in God's redemptive work. God's redemptive work. I've often said that when the tough times come and when bad things come, God is able to redeem those. That's the redemption piece. God is able to redeem those. So the gift of disillusionment, enduring hope for leaders after idealism fades. No longer ideal. No longer, hey, guaranteed success. No, that's a false hope. Pastor, in your church, in your church, expect nothing, but be willing to give everything. Expect nothing, but serve with open hands and an open heart. Expect nothing. And when something comes along, oh, it's a gift. Praise the Lord. This is wonderful. But just don't expect it. Now, again, I'm not telling you to live a a disillusioned, cynical, disappointing, pessimistic life. No. I think we live with hope that that God can take even the difficult things, even the bad things, even the struggles and the trials, and he can redeem them and produce beautiful things, wonderful things in us and through us. So my friend at your church, when somebody doesn't like you, just make pretend they do like you. If somebody's going to be mean to you, that's okay. That's all right. They were mean to Jesus. That's okay. You're still going to be nice to them. You're still going to love them. If somebody betrays you, that's okay. You're not going to betray them. You're going to be like Jesus to them. If somebody hurts you, if somebody gossips about you, if somebody disappoints you, lets you down, turns on you, that's okay. Colossians chapter 3, I serve the Lord Christ. It is the Lord Christ we are serving. It's true, Pastor. It's true. Jesus knows. He's keeping the tab. He knows what he needs to give you. He knows to reward you. You remember when he said that those of us who get in our closet and we pray in secret by ourselves, God will reward us? What we pray in the dark, God will reward in the light. It's okay if things don't go well. It's okay if we don't survive. It's okay. God's got it. Jesus has got it. What I found is that when I have that attitude and good comes along, oh, it's all the greater. It's all the sweeter. Wow, I wasn't really expecting this, and I, I don't necessarily deserve it. I don't have to have it, but, oh, man, look at, look at the lives that have been changed. Look at the blessings that have come along. Look at the people that are growing. Look at the people that are being reached. Look at, the, again, the people's lives who are being changed. I'm so thankful 
It's wonderful. It didn't have to happen. Because when bad things happen, it's okay. God's taking care of it. He's keeping score. He'll even it all up in the end. Pastor, thank you that against all odds, you are serving and you are loving. And thank you for having one expectation, that when you get to heaven, because of Jesus, the Father will look at you and say, well done, good and faithful servant. God bless you, Pastor. I hope you have a great rest of the week. And I'll talk to you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.